Hi, this is Ryan. And I'm Sam. And we're the Hollow Queens Commitment. And on this episode, we will be reviewing or giving our opinions. I don't know. We're not really reviewing anymore. Um, I am. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, Friday the 13th. Hi, and hello, and welcome back to the sixth installment of Hollow Queens. Yeah, our podcast that's not coherent, making little sense (laughs) the further we go along. Not coherent, comma, making little sense. Yeah. Comma. We're trying. We're doing the best we can. Are we trying? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard, we'll to say. it's hard to say. Time will tell. So on this episode, we're reviewing Friday the 13th, and as I've stated, this is probably the third time now, um, I know what you're thinking, wow, how have you not seen that film? And you know what's funny? <laughs> when we compiled our list of films that we hadn't seen, I realized I haven't seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street and the original Halloween either. Damn. Yeah, I you didn't add those to the list. Right? Spoilers are not on our list. Yeah, right. I know it's uh But you know, when I was watching this, I I feel like I've never seen this before. I feel like I made like a I like I tried to watch it or mm. something and I ended up watching something else. Mm. I know I've seen Elm Street and I know I've seen Halloween. Halloween. But like the when I watched it, like nothing of this looked or sounded familiar to me so yeah i don't know there was just something about daddy Borgies that i was like i gotta get gotta go i gotta watch that man yeah i mean he's hot spoiler alert shocking twist of events it wasn't even daddy Borgies in the first film which i did know well we also did a disclaimer on our intro about if you're watching this and you're expecting no spoilers i'm not sure why you're watching this um, but you know what? I did know that it was Mrs. Voorhees and not Jason in the first mm-hmm. film because I have seen Scream. And, uh, as Ghostface Killer asks poignantly a very scared Drew Barrymore, who is the killer in Friday the 13th, and she says, Jason Voorhees! And he goes, it was Mrs. Voorhees! Rah, rah, rah. And then he stabs her in the boob. Ah, uh, yes. Boob stab. Boob stabs. Um... I really liked this film. Did you feel the same way? Um, <laughs> really? I thought it was fun. Yeah, I mean that's what that's really what it is. Yeah. is it, I mean, I'm not going to like the original slasher flicks. Is like, is this gonna make me stay up all night? It was. Yeah, it was fun to be like, oh my god, these kids are so stupid. Yeah, yeah, that was the fun part. Well, and you know, again, just a a film that fully and unabashedly leans into the horror tropes of like, yeah, we got a bunch of kids full of sex. This film is campy. This is oh, camp. Camp. And it takes place at a camp. Literally. It's camp. <laughs> this movie should have been at the gala. <laughs> the gala. The Met, the Met gala. gala. Um, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, you just got a ton of teenagers full of sex. Some of them... Full to the brim with sex. A little bit too full. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And then engorged right. genitals left and right. Ew. But we didn't get to see him because this is the 80s. Oh, I guess we should give specs on the film. Wow. <laughs> Completely uh, jumped the gun on this one. 
Friday the 13th was released in 1980. Solid, crisp, clean, much like Black Sunday when we released... 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later. how horror has evolved. Yeah. Uh, also rated R, uh, much like Black Sunday. Uh, it was directed by Sean Cunningham. Uh, it stars a much... Uh, well, I mean, I don't know at the time, but you know, looking back on it now, none of those names held any retention except for Kevin Bacon... Kevin Bacon, who, you know, oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you told me to guess if Kevin Bacon was in Friday the 13th, I would have said that. No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But I guess all of the horror films have to have their, like, iconic, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is Halloween, uh, Johnny Depp is Nightmare on Elm Street. Mr. Depp. Yeah. They all got to have their um, A-list celebrities at yeah. some capacity. But yeah, other than Kevin Bacon, it's it's... To, by today's standards, a very unknown cast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, other than them being, like I said before, yeah, full of sex. I don't think anybody <laughs> else is just as well-known. You know, Mrs. Voorhees might have been a name at the time, but she's not anymore. Uh, Betsy Palmer. So, yeah, it stars uh, Adriana King, Harry Crosby, uh, Janine Taylor. Adrian King. Adrian King, I'm sorry. Sorry, Adrian. Please <laughs> don't cancel us. Uh, Lori, my notes are all over the place. Nori, uh, Lori Bartram, Kevin Bacon, Mark Nelson, and Robbie Morgan. And then Betsy Palmer plays Mrs. Voorhees. Um, yeah, she was only really known for um, Mrs. Voorhees. You know, I'm just thinking back to when we watched it. Uh, one of the first things that you said was the script is awful. Yeah, the script is really bad. <laughs> yeah, but again, I'm going to kind of lean into what I was thinking about with the makeup in, in uh, Black Sunday. And it, that's kind of the charm of it in some ways. To some yeah, degree. I'm, I mean, I was thinking about it earlier today, too, and I was like, you know, like, if you're watching an 80s slasher, like, there's just things that need to be included in it, and a shitty script is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't come to Friday the 13th for Shakespeare. (laughs) This is not a Scorsese. Yeah. We came for axe wounds, not vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, literal not metaphorical ones. um i will say I, I, maybe i'm jumping the gun here on like how we're, we're talking I, okay let me give it we'll give it a reader's digest even though all my readers digest never end up readers digest they end up being half the podcast <laughs> novellas yeah but um so we get a, a you know the classic oh this was a um uh, summer camp away from summer camp some kid dies because two young teenagers full of sex decided to have sex and um the kid dies and then ever since then it feels this this uh, sleepaway camp is very cursed um and through numerous attempts they try to open it bad things happen every time and we just so happen to be stepping in on i think the fourth time fourth or fifth time uh-huh uh, and we meet Annie, or, uh, yeah, Annie, who is slated to be the cook in the sleepaway camp. Yes, she's gonna cook for the kids. Yeah, she's she's feeding the children, um, popping the corns, um, 
And she goes into the town, and literally everybody's like, they're opening that place back up. You might as well turn around, little girl. Like, they're yeah. super unreceptive to her. It's just a ride with, like, a strange man. And, and she- <laughs> he starts off the conversation by... Are people up at the camp as pretty looking as you are? Oh, yeah, and yeah. She just like, she's like, <laughs> thanks, mister. She's like, oh, you. Yeah. It's very awkward. She's she, They repeatedly tell her you should go home. And she's like, well, why would I do that? And then um, there's the town crazy, which, again, we get a oh, little yeah. more, get a little more ableism. The red herring. Yeah. Who's, um... That camp's cra- that camp's bad, and, and you know it's alluded to that he might have like some neurodivergency, um, yeah. but just deemed the town crazy. So anyway, yeah. she gets taken there halfway, and then starts to walk the rest of the way, and then proceeds to hitchhike the final couple miles, and in that final couple of miles is um, has her throat slit in a very grotesque, murderous way. Um, and yeah, that starts the spree of killing. Yeah. And then systematically one by one, all that's, that was the big question that I had too, though, is that, so the, the owner of the camp just leaves a bunch of teenagers, teenagers at camp to to just be there while he runs. He, I mean, he didn't really give a good explanation about why he was going into town. I mean, I assumed he, he himself was probably at the oldest in his late twenties, mm. he seemed really young too. I pegged him to be in his thirties, but they they definitely all seem like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. But didn't he have a relationship with what's her name with that one? Right. Lady? Well, that I think it was meant to be kind of creepy. Well, wait, they oh okay, because remember she was like, I think I'm gonna go, and he was uh, like, Give it till the end of the week, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Essentially, what you need to know about the plot is that. Slowly but surely, they all systematically get slaughtered until the last girl, um, Alice. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, that was my biggest, not criticism of the film, but that was my my biggest, like, pet what? Pet peeve? No. Not even pet peeve. I was just very, like, huh? Yeah. Is, like, they killed them so quickly. Yeah. They killed them so quickly. Yeah, and it was so final to like there was never like a um like they never came back around to it like they were dead yeah. and gone yeah and they moved on yeah 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 you the, i mean the first one we get is ned we don't even see the bodies for no we see these for some of them right like um what's her name that guy um killed in the bathroom yeah we saw her the axe wound in her head I mean, we don't see the body out no yeah she was the one who got thrown in through uh, the window yeah, yeah. um Oh yeah, um, mm, was that her? I don't know. No, they're all kind of bleeding one. together now. Yeah, <laughs> like white teenagers. Um, okay, well maybe I'm wrong, but it, it just felt like I, I thought there was gonna be like a big, like a big, like pile of bodies in the end. You know, <laughs> like, she, like runs a big into reveal. An accident. She's like, yeah. ah! oh, they've been dead this whole time. Like, and they're they're kind of pleasant. Yeah, that's fair. And I remember turning to you after she killed um, all of them but Bill and Alice, and I was like, well, they killed half the cast. What's next? And we still had, like, yeah. 45 minutes left uh, in the yeah. film. And I was like, what are what? I mean, what could they possibly do? And, but um, it's just Alice fighting 
Miss Voorhees. And <laughs> then we get to Ryan's biggest criticism in this whole fucking film. Yeah. Ryan had a lot to say. I'm talking about myself in third person, and I'm getting very heated and passionate about it at this point. And mm-hmm. I even talked to my coworkers the next day about it. That motherfucker had three, three opportunities to kill Mrs. Voorhees. Alice had three fucking opportunities to kill Mrs. Voorhees. And you know what she did? She spoiled two of them. She didn't even, she didn't even try. She's a lover, not a fighter. I don't, I don't care. I literally (laughs) turned to Sam at one point and I was like, listen, it's all fine and well if she's killing them behind their backs and like you don't see it coming. You don't know there's a killer on the loose. I get it. The others are justified in their death. But literally, Alice had a death wish, and I think she wanted to die. Because if I came face-to-face with Mrs. Voorhees, that white wasp of a woman, and was like... And she was like, you let my son drown. You let my son drown. I'd be like, bitch, one of us is dying tonight. And I have a, I have a spoiler alert for you. It's not going to fucking be me. You are <laughs> yeah. going to die. Yeah. And like, homegirl fishes the fucking machete out of her hand. She gets the light. I mean, she literally gets out of harm's way two different times and just bonks her on the head for one of them. And so Mrs. Voorhees just like falls down and is like, oh. Oh, I'm old. And then does it again. And then on the third time, it's like not even apparent that she's intentionally trying to kill her. She just like spears her on accident. Yeah. And I'm just like, mama, (laughs) mama, mama. We have questions. How many times is this lady getting, how how many times is this lady going to try to kill you before you like are going to end her? Absolutely. Like Like, every time she's like, oh no. If somebody comes at me and, and like, I mean, it like literally in their words says, I'm going to kill you because you let my son die. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm having to kill you first because. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it was absurd. It was absurdity. At least like injure her legs so she can't. Move. Right? Or like knock her real the fuck yeah. out. Don't incapacitate her for five minutes. Yeah. Like. There's, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's just. There has to be some common sense. Oh yeah, in there and there there really wasn't. And uh, we're backtracking oh. even further. Yeah, I'm I'm really feeling it myself right now. When she when she initially is confronted by Mrs. Voorhees and Mrs. Voorhees is driven up in that oh, jeep, yeah. and she like knocks her out briefly, and then runs out to the car to get into the car, and she sees her dead friend in the back, and then instead of getting into the car and driving off like a rational human being and being like, I will deal with my dead friend in the fucking backseat later, she freaks out, shuts the car door, and then runs into the fucking (laughs) woods. What? What? What are you doing, mama? She's got a death wish. Yeah, I mean, like, even though as traumatizing as it'd be, it's like life or death, like, just... Pull, pull your friend out. Yeah. Start or leave car. your friend in there. Hell, <laughs> bring her for the ride. I would not want to drive with... Well, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I've never been in that situation. I, but, I'm um, just saying. There was a lot that I was like, mama, mama. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible choices to the point where um, all these kids arguably deserved to die. And I can say that because they're all fictitious. All these characters craved death probably i mean we know one did for sure and her name's alice because she did not she refused to take herself out of harm's way 
I think she might have been a lesbian. You know, <laughs> she was. She seemed so practical until the end. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be the hero, and she ended up being the dunce. A lesbian would have removed herself. A she would have lesbian? been the first out of there. She would have been like, people are dying, people are going missing, I'm out. If she were like an open, um, non-binary, queer, <laughs> femme-identifying... <laughs> oh my god. There, like, nobody would have died. Everybody would have been <laughs> safe in their homes that night. Miss <laughs> Voorhees would still have her son. <laughs> oh my god. You know what, though? That All of that being said, Kiki... Or Kiki Palmer. <gasps> Whoops. Betsy Oop. Palmer. Oh. Um, same last name. Oh my god, Kiki Palmer should play her in a remake. I, I would, yeah. I'd watch it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Betsy Palmer is, um, in, in, you know, acting as a crazy mother mm-hmm. who uh, has a vendetta and is trying to kill everybody at the camp. Totally believable. Oh, I thought yeah. It was, I thought it was really good. She did a really good job. Yeah, she was, a, like, such a modern day Karen in that role. She yeah. Did, she did a really good job in the creepiness and like the um, caucasity. She died in 2015. Really? Yeah. Semi-recently. You know, um, yeah, when you say Karen, it's it's all kind of coming back to me uh, or bringing me to modern day times for sure. Um, but yeah, I think there's something to be said for the fact that when she was on screen and she was having her meltdown and she was kind of revealing herself as the killer... You and I both were like, I wouldn't want to be alone in a room with her. I would not want no. to be alone in a room with her. Yeah, yeah. Then I turned to you and I was like, I would be so uncomfortable if yeah. I were Alice right now. Mm-hmm. When, like, at the near the beginning, when yeah. she was like Before she weirdly like, reacting full. to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like when when that was something me and Sam both said to each other is when we um <laughs> when like the friend gets thrown through the window dead and then Mrs. Voorhees magically like pulls around the front of the building and is like, darling, are you okay? And then we were like, she's having a very minor reaction to the the dead body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's telling. Um, Yeah. Or she says, she said something like, oh, she was so young. Yeah. She was like such a young life. And you're like, oh, okay. Creepy. (laughs) Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I when I was watching this, I was like, I'm. In it. So I was I was trying to like pull some like some meaning, some like social commentary from this film, and I I mean I'm sure it's in there. I know it's in there, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get it. Yeah, it's not. It's not I'm not gonna reach that far. You know, th- this one felt similar to some of the other ones that we had seen. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Warm Bodies and, like, a couple mm-hmm. of the other ones that, you know, they weren't as heady. It's it's not yeah. like a girl walks home alone at night. Like, yeah, like you said, I'm sure that there are some social commentaries in there, just maybe not intentionally, but just things that have been happenstance at the time. Yeah, I'm not the one to dissect. And, I mean, this. you could. You absolutely yeah, could. Sure. But I think at the base of this, it's a horror film to be enjoyed. And it's very enjoyable. Yeah. I really liked it. I think most slashers are not very heady intrinsically. Like, yeah. I feel like they're, they're, they just exist for the... It's like a roller coaster. It's just for the little the thrill. thrill. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thrills and chills. Also, super interesting that, like, we don't get the Jason mask in this film. There's not the Jason Voorhees mm. that we have come to know and love. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. I was like, oh, so 
like the iconic Jason mask isn't even around until like the sequels, which is weird to think of. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. But I think like the sequels are more relevant than like we are aware. Yeah. So the Friday the 13th franchise has felt a little bit more linear than some of the other ones. Like, um, nightmare on Elm street seems a little more kind of, you know it, it doesn't it feels a little more sporadic and then i know i i was listening to or i saw a tiktok or something about the halloween um series and it was not meant to be a linear mm. it's supposed to be more of an anthology type thing where each halloween episode or halloween movie was going to feature a different, different monster story. oh yeah so that's why i think the third film of the halloween franchise is season of the witch and doesn't have michael myers at all oh didn't do well and that's yeah. why they kept back up with him but um that. with jason Voorhees, it always it's always about jason it's always about jason poor baby jason um yeah the other thing that i guess like i quickly wanted to notice before we like you know wrap this up was i was kind of thoroughly impressed not with the set but what with what they did with the setting um, when they had that uh, rainstorm, mm-hmm. I mean, presumably they had to manufacture that. They could, they didn't just wait around for a rainstorm, you know. And uh, anytime a film does rain, I'm always like, wow, it's it's wow, such a fun okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a fun um thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's always like, how did it? Well, we know how to do that. <laughs> Huge sprinkler systems. Big old sprinklers. They pray um, to the sky gods. They wait until it rains and then they film. Also, fun facts that we found out about this film, um, I guess, ish. Maybe they're not fun to you, but they're kind of fun to us. They're fun to someone. Um, There are a couple Jason Voorhees statues sunk at the bottom of a couple different lakes around the U.S. Um, Well... Minnesota has one for sure. It's like established, and then there was one in Arizona. Arizona, yeah, yeah. and Lake, um, Lake Pleasant to be specific. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the park ranger was like, "We can't have that because it's part of the drinking water, and we don't know." And then the Jason Voorhees statue moved, either of its own volition or of the creator, who was like, "Not my statue." I bet the creator went in there and they were like. If oh. they're going to remove this, they're going to like throw it away or do some stupid shit. I'm going to take it back and that, put it in my garage. Or that or he moved it to a different part of the lake. Oh, yeah. Because that's That possible. makes more sense, yeah. Um, <clears throat> or even to just like put it in the woods would be like... Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, when we were looking at the videos of them going down to the bottom of the lake to see the fucking Jason Voorhees statue. It's so eerie. Yeah, Sam was like, would you ever do that? And I was like... Fuck no, because you're down yeah. below. You're underneath the water it's like with quiet. Yeah, you have an oxygen tank strapped to your back. The only thing that that statue is gonna do is is probably move. I, I bet, I bet, or my eyes are gonna make it move. And then I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, the only thing between me and life and death is the oxygen tank strapped to my back. That this man, this this, um mannequin carrying a machete could easily axe and i'm dead so no i'm not 
going to go to the bottom of the lake to look at the Jason Voorhees statue, if you're wondering. I was earlier, but now I'm not. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. It was really eerie to see because we, we watched some YouTube videos about it. And, um, yeah, it's really eerie down there. And yeah. it's all, like, mossy and, like, you just, like, expect it to, like, move suddenly. Well, you don't expect it to be there to begin with, but, yeah. Yeah. But um, it's, it's a cool, fun idea. Yeah. So. Well, now our favorite part of it, uh, of the, uh, the episodes, um, would you... What would you rate this, and what would you recommend it? Um, I would give this movie out of ten. I will go ahead and give it a. I'm gonna give it a a five. Is that controversial? Probably. I I think <laughs> I say this about all of these. I think there were some good things in it, but um. I overall like I I wasn't blown away. I think it's a classic. I think it's like fun. It's fun. That's like that's like where most of what where I'm putting most of the the points towards. Like it's it's just fun. It's oh. not like I don't think it's I don't know. I'm just going to get it's a five. It's a fucking five. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. <laughs> Thank you. And what, are you going to recommend it? Um, I, I think if you haven't seen it, you, and I think if you haven't seen it, any like horror movies, you should just fucking watch it. Like all the, I, there's so many, I was talking about this with someone at work. I was like, you know, like, uh, even if you haven't seen this movie, you have seen this movie because it's just so referenced. Yeah. So many people pull from it. Like you've basically, like, I've everyone's seen this movie if you've seen multiple horror movies yeah to some degree so if if you like horror movies and you haven't seen it and be like oh my god just watch it yeah Who cares um but if if you're looking for something that's like really really scary um i would say i don't know it, it wasn't really scary to me period the end um i am gonna buck your five and give it an Eight. Wow. Because I do think that the fun points really boost it. Uh, like I, I see what you're saying, and I agree uh, in a lot of respects. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not scary. Like I didn't go to bed thinking like Jason's in the house. Oh my god. But um, yeah, it, it's like so when we were reviewing like Black Sunday and um, even like The Omen you know those are older films that feel less attainable but this like the slasher the the three slasher the, the core of the three slashers which in my mind is Jason Voorhees Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger yeah like they have influenced modern day horror and slasher films um, in so many ways and they're, they're attainable enough that, like, they haven't fully fallen to the victim of vintage vintageness yet. Yeah. Um, and so I think that this is still a fun, fairly relevant film to today's society. Because we're still talking about Friday the 13th. They still made those movies. There's still, like, a lineage of Friday the 13th films. Yes, everybody's aware of this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And would I recommend it? I feel like I'd be hard pressed to find somebody who hadn't seen it like me. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I had, if I met somebody who was interested in horror films and hadn't seen it, I would probably recommend it because, like you said, it's not fully scary. I mean, it's not like a non-horror it's not a, film. It's not a snooze fest. Yeah, it's not an. It's not a. It's not warm bodies, you know. Yeah. But uh, where it's like, it feels like it's almost like not meant to be a horror film. But um, yeah, Yeah. there's not excessive gore and blood and carnage. And I did appreciate the fact, at first I thought they were just going to slit all of their throats, but it it changed, they changed it up. Did they really kill a snake in this movie? That's a question we had. That looked real. Yeah, if you know the answer to that, find my TikTok, I guess. Or find some way to contact us. It doesn't have to be through my TikTok. And um, let us know. Did they kill a snake in this movie? Um, I'm sure it's just a Google search away. We don't have time for that. Yeah, it's true. We're busy reviewing horror films. We're busy. Uh, But yeah, to answer your question, an eight and a yes. uh, Eight and a yes. And mine was a five and a no. And a maybe. (laughs) And a maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for Friday the 13th. There's a lot to be said that I'm sure we didn't say, but... I think we hacked and diced and sliced and slashed our way through this pretty well. Yeah, Daddy Jason would be proud. He would be. And so would would Mommy. Well, she's dead, so... Yeah. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Check us out on our next episode. Um, and yeah, happy uh, slashing, I guess. Hashling slinging slasher. So that was our review of Friday the 13th. Spooky. Please be sure to check out our next episode where we will be reviewing the 100-year-old film. I don't know if you knew it was 100 years old. It's old, old. What are you doing now? Um, the Cabinet of Dr. Calgary. Caligari. Caligari. Calgary. It's, it's not like the... It's not Calgary. It's not Calgary like Canada. It's Caligari. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, yeah, bye!